Good morning, everybody. This is Pastor Perkins. How are you? I pray that you have had a great week so far and that you can still testify of the goodness of your God. You have seen his provision and you have seen all the good things that he has laid out for you during the course of the week and that you're still holding on steadfast to your testimony. Somebody just say hallelujah. So I know that I am not here all by myself. I've got people who are like-minded, people of like like faith who are ready just to engage with the heavens knowing that there is a God who hears our prayer. Not only does he hear our prayer, but God is able. Oh, I love that word. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all we could ever ask or think. What a great God we serve. What a great God we serve. And I just ask that you raise up your level of faith. You raise up your level of expectation. You and I are fully aware that according to Hebrews eleven six, without faith it is impossible to please God. But it also tells us that he that cometh to God must believe that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. So that is our agenda tonight, to seek the face of God so that we might know the will of God and be in alignment with the will of God, our desires being in alignment with the wills of God, with the will of God, that which he has purposed to do in our lives, that which he has purposed to do in the earth, we will come into total agreement with, because his will is perfect, his ways are just, the plans he has for us are great, they are incomparable to anything else. God is excellent in all his ways. His thoughts towards us are not to do us any harm, but to bring us to an expected end that he ordained before the foundations of the world. So let's raise up our level of faith, our level of expectation, our belief, and our trust that indeed our God is going to move on behalf of somebody. I I, I don't know about you, but it just gets me excited to know that the God I serve, the God I worship, is a God who is concerned with the things that are concerning me. He is a God who is always working things together for my good, as according to the scripture, Romans 12. He's always able. He's all somebody say hallelujah. It's actually Romans 8 28. He's able. God is so great. He is so good. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for this moment that you've given us to come into your presence. Father, we do not take this moment lightly, but we come, God, in the name that is above any other name, the name of our Lord and Savior. Father, we are not presenting our own credentials. We are not presenting our own righteousness. We are not presenting our own names because all those things, O God, are as filthy rags before you. But we come in the name that is above any other name, the name of our kinsman, Redeemer, our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And Father, our desire, O God, our desire, O God, is for your kingdom to come and for your will to be done here on earth as it is in heaven. 
Father, we join with the refrain and the phrase from the generations that have gone before us. When they cried out, God, hear our prayer. Attend to our supplication, O God, for your praise and for your glory. Father, we just declare your sufficiency, O God. We declare your ability, your capacity. We declare that, O God, indeed you are El Shaddai. You are able to meet every need according to your riches in glory. Any person who's on this line, O God, we ask for the provision that you have made to be released into their lives, O God. Provision for breakthrough, God. Let breakthrough come without measure. Father, provision for deliverance. Let deliverance come. Provision, O God, for supernatural signs and wonders, divine interventions in their areas of life, O God, that you ordained to do in this hour, in this moment, God, let it come in the name of Jesus. Anybody who needs healing here, O God, we declare that indeed you are the healer. You heal every sickness, you heal every disease. Father, there is nothing that is above you, nor is there anything that is besides you. There is no sickness, O God, that you cannot heal. There is no disaster, O God, that you cannot reverse. As we come, O God, tonight bringing those that are with us on this line, even those that are going to be hearing this in days to come, may healing virtue, O God, flow into their bodies. Your word, O God, declares that healing is the children's bread. We speak the manifestation of that healing, O God. Weary backs being made straight, O God. Crooked bones being straightened, O God. Never system O God, being reset to their original function, blood pressure, O God, going back to its normal bounds and normal levels, you ordained before the foundations of the earth, O God. Father, I thank you that skeletal systems are being healed as we pray. Muscles, O God, are being healed as we pray. Areas where there has been pressure, areas, O God, where there has been pain, Father, we take authority over those areas and we speak the supernatural healing power of God to come. Let pain be removed, O God, and total, complete healing, God, be their portion. When they leave this prayer line, O God, to go to sleep, O God, the X will be gone, the pain will be gone. I thank you, O God, that you not only heal the physical things that we see, but God, you are also able to heal the emotional well-being of us individuals. God, I'm praying tonight that, O God, their emotions be healed. Those things that have been weighing heavy on their minds be resolved as we pray. God, I thank you. I praise you that you are the one who clothes us daily in our right frame of mind. Father, I speak the right frame of mind over them for your praise and for your glory. You are the one who declared by your word that indeed you have not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, of love and of a sound mind. Father, I speak the manifestation of a sound mind upon them, O God. Power, love, 
being made manifest in them, O God, for your praise and for your glory. Father, I pray that you are showing us that indeed fear is not our portion. Therefore, we take authority over the spirit of fear. We command you to leave in the name of Jesus. You will not mess up with our minds. You will not mess up with our thoughts because our minds are stayed on God. Somebody say hallelujah. Your mind is stayed on God. It's not stayed on the things of the world. It's not stayed on the situations you are going through. It is not stayed on the circumstances you are facing. It is not stayed on the issues that are overwhelming your mind. Your mind is stayed on God. And the scripture makes it clear that those whose minds are stayed on him, he will Keep them in perfect peace. Therefore, it's not just peace. Somebody say hallelujah. It's not just peace, but he will keep them in perfect peace. Let the perfect of perfect peace of God be your portion tonight as we pray, knowing that yes, fear has no hold over you. It has no power over you. God has not given you that thing. You will not be afraid because God is reminding you that fear is not your portion, that anxiety that has desired to overwhelm your mind, it is losing its hold. Somebody say hallelujah. It's losing its hold. That which has been causing you sleepless nights, it's losing its authority, it's losing its power over your mind in the name of Jesus. You are casting your cares on God. The issues you are facing, you are laying them before the feet of the cross. And God has declared that from the cross there is no disaster, but from the cross there is victory. Therefore, we praise God that he has made provision for you at the cross. Everything that was obtained on the cross of Calvary concerning you by the authority of that name. We are appropriated, O oh God, into your lives in the name of Jesus. Somebody say hallelujah. I hear the words coming from the book of Hebrews, the 12th chapter by the 24th verse, where it says the blood speaks yet better things. The blood of Jesus speaks yet better things. Everything that the blood of Jesus is speaking concerning you, we appropriate into your life. The blood is speaking your victory. We say victory will be made manifest over your adversary, over those who desire to destroy you, over those who are standing in the way to hinder you. We declare the that the victory that is on the cross of Calvary is going to be your portion. His word says, if God be for you, if God be for you, then who, somebody say hallelujah, who can be against you if God be for you? God has already declared the victory. Somebody say hallelujah. He has already declared the victory over that which has been bothering you. God has already declared the victory and the blood of Jesus is actually as an eyewitness. Oh, I thank God that the blood is acting as a witness. It is speaking your deliverance. It's speaking your salvation. It's speaking your breakthrough. Somebody say, hallelujah, salvation, deliverance, and breakthrough is coming your way because the blood of Jesus is speaking those things over you. The blood of Jesus, hallelujah, is speaking your liberty, your freedom. Chains are going to break. Oh, some 
chains that have been holding you bound are breaking at their own accord. Somebody say hallelujah. No force applied, but the faith we have in God is going to cause those chains to break at their own accord because they cannot hold you bound. They have to obey the commands of God. Somebody say hallelujah. It has to obey the commands of God. It has to loose you. It has to let you go in the name of Jesus. And the blood is speaking that you any man who is in Christ is a new creation. Somebody say, hallelujah, you are a new creature. Therefore, generational yokes have no authority over your life. Generational patterns of iniquity have no authority over your life. He's all. Christ, the anointed one, the Christos. The Bible says, oh, the word of God says the yoke is destroyed by the reason of the anointing. Somebody say hallelujah. By the reason of the anointing, the yoke is destroyed. And we are saying Yeshua HaMashiach, the high priest of our confession. Oh, the high priest of our confession, the anointed one. The Christos has the anointing to break, to destroy every yoke of your life. Somebody say, I'm free. I'm free. I'm free. Because a yoke that has been bound, that has held you bound, hindering your direction, your movement, putting weights on you, having had to pull a lot of things you were not supposed to pull, God has released the anointing and the anointed one to bring destruction upon that yoke of your life. Somebody say, hallelujah, hallelujah, I thank God. That though Jacob may be in a strange land, there is an anointing that is coming to break the yoke of Laban of his life. There is an anointing that is coming. Somebody say, hallelujah. There is an anointing that is being released, an anointed one who is being released to come and break the yoke of Esau that is on Jacob's hands. The yoke of Esau that is on Jacob's neck is breaking because the time has been set when the anointing is being released and the anointed one is going forth and the yoke is being destroyed. Somebody declare that the peace of God God is coming over you. The freedom of God is coming over you. His word says, He whom the Son has set free is indeed free, is free indeed. You are free, you are free, you are free, you are free, you are free. In the name of Jesus, you are free because the Son has set you free. Somebody say hallelujah. So I know you are here. I know you are agreeing with me that the yoke of your life is being destroyed right now. You are going to walk in freedom. You are going to walk in liberty. Oh, I hear a song that has been played in my playing in my head for a while. Come and see what the Lord has done. Come and see what the Lord has done. The Lord has broken this chains of my life. The Lord has destroyed this not this yoke from off my neck. I am walking in freedom. I am walking in 
peace. I am walking in joy. I am walking in strength, not because of what I have done, but because of what he has done. Not because I have the resources, but because I have found favor in the sight of God. Oh, like Joseph, I may be in a strange land in Egypt, but the favor of God is upon my life. And favor is going to make a difference in every area, in every situation. I thank you. I praise you. Somebody say hallelujah. I, I, I want to speak to you about one specific concept and we're going to go deeper into our prayer. And the concept I want to bring to your attention is this. You have to realize that there is something that is happening in the realm of a spirit. Something happening in the realm of a spirit. Some people have actually said the realm of the spirit is the causal realm. Things are going to happen in the realm of the spirit. That's going to be the cause. That's the causal realm. And then there's going to be a manifestation in the natural realm. So once again, the spiritual realm is the causal realm. That's where the cause is. That's where things are happening. And those things are going to begin manifesting in the, in the flesh. So as we are praying tonight, we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We are not praying in this realm of the natural realm, but we are praying in the spirit realm. We are causing an effect in the spirit realm that is going to cause movement here on earth. We are we are asking for the favor of God, for God to move, for God to do things that he is sanctioned to do. And when God begins to move, when God begins to impose his will, when God begins to release his desire upon the earth, the earth has no choice but to respond to what heaven has spoken. The earth has no choice but to respond to what God has willed. The earth has no choice but to respond to what God has decreed. Are you hearing me? in the spirit realm whatever we do the bible says whatsoever you bind here on earth whatsoever you bind here on earth it shall be bound in heaven whatever you loose here on earth it shall be loosed in heaven understanding that the heavens are the causal realm so our prayer is not to affect the natural realm but our prayer is to cause movement in the heavens so that when God begins to respond the earth has to go into alignment with what God has willed. So I declare to you tonight that as you are praying, you are not asking for the earth to heal you, but you are asking for God to heal you. You are not asking for the earth to deliver you, but you are asking for God to deliver you. You are not asking for the earth to save you, but you are asking for the God of your salvation to release salvation. You are not asking for the earth to give you breakthroughs, but you are asking for the God, your creator, to release breakthroughs into your life and the Bible say here when God speaks a word when God releases a word God's word is not going to go back to him void and say I have failed to do what you sent me to do but the word of God is going to give a report it is going to give feedback to God it does not lie because that word is forever settled in the heavens it is going to be reconciled what it has done is going to be reconciled against what God ordained. And God says, when I see what my word has done,
done and bring it now into into compliance with what I spoke. There is no disparity. What God has spoken, what God saw, what God had in mind, what God thought and spoke out, what God had in mind and gave words to, when those words come into the earth, those words are going to perform what God ordained for them to perform. And when they have done what they have done and they go back to God for the time and the moment of reconciliation, there will be no disparity. There is going to be uniformity between what God had in mind when he spoke what he spoke and what he spoke and went out and performed will be the exact thing. And I say to you tonight, we are asking for the heavens to move on your behalf. We are asking for the rains to come upon your home. We are asking for the wells of salvation to flow in your house. We are we are asking for the rivers of living water to flow in your house. Oh, Let God bring you to a place of overflow where your children are going to experience the overflow of grace, the overflow of mercy, because God hands, God's hand is going to be upon your family. Somebody say hallelujah for the hand of God that is upon your family. Oh, David said in the 23rd Psalm, he anointed my head with oil. He causes my cup to run over. I declare and I decree that your head is being anointed with oil, that your cup is about to overflow. God is pouring in. God is pouring in. Oh, I hear the words of the prophet Joel when I said in that day, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. He's pouring his spirit upon you. He's pouring his spirit upon your sons and your daughters. He's pouring his spirit upon your grandchildren. They will live in the overflow. They will not struggle for the anointing because God is pouring it upon them without measure. Somebody say, hallelujah, Sometimes we have to understand that even though God has said this is the realm of the spirit, that's where I want to take you. That's where I want to take you. They are things that God has already ordained. They are things that God has already done. And God is looking for somebody to act out what he has already done. God is looking for somebody to bring that which has already been done in the spirit into manifestation in the earth. Somebody say hallelujah. And I know in your mind you are asking, God, I know I hear what he's saying. Oh God, where is that coming from? Let me tell you what the Bible says. The lamb that was slain before the foundations of the earth. The Bible also tells us that Jesus Christ was going to give his life it was already done before it was done in the realm of the natural it was done in the realm of the spirit that's why it says the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world and for god it was done it was already settled but there had to be somebody called abraham who had to go to the mount moriah to offer to offer his son as a sacrifice unto god and god said stay your hand because you are just going to be a shadow of what I'm going to do in the days to come. 
Abraham, when they were going up the mountain, he told his son, in this mountain, the Lord shall provide for him a sacrifice. And I'm telling somebody here, they are things that God has already ordained. They are things that God has already sanctioned. They are things that God has already authorized to come into your life. But God is waiting for you to go into a place of divine alignment so that you can be the vessel, you can be the instrument that is going to bring a reality to what God has already done in the spirit. Are you hearing me? Well, your breakthrough is in your hands. Your breakthrough has your name on it. Your deliverance has your name on it. That open door has your name on it. Oh, that opportunity has your name on it. That business has your name on it because heaven has sanctioned it but heaven is waiting for you to do your part are you hearing me heaven is waiting for you and i know you are asking pastor perkins i hear what you're saying i'm almost convinced but i still need more proof can i just help you a little bit before we go into prayer he said to israel when they had left egypt they were going through the wilderness and God says, now it is time for you to possess the land. He says, I have already given them into your hands, but you are still going to go fight. Are you hearing me? I've already given you houses you did not build, but you still have to go and possess. I've given you wells you did not dig, but you still have to go and take them over. I've given you vineyards you did not plant, but you still have to go and take them over. Wait a minute, God. Why are you saying you've... I have to go and do this when you've already given them to me because there is something that you have to do for you to gain possession for what God has given you. Come into divine alignment. If you go in the book of if you go in the book of Deuteronomy, you are going to hear Moses reiterating the fact that you have to remember what God has told you. You have to walk in obedience with his judgments, his statutes, and his commands. And if you do so, that which God has already given you, you are going to be able to possess. What God has already given you, you are going to be able to possess. And I'm saying to somebody here tonight, hear clearly and hear what heaven is speaking concerning you. What you are looking for, God has already put your name on it. It already has your name on it and God is waiting for you. Maybe what's going to bring that thing into manifestation in your life is for you to open up your mouth and cry unto God. God, I need you. God, deliver me. God, save me. God, I'm bring, giving you an invitation to come and do that which you have said you're going to do in my life. Breakthrough. And so tonight we are asking God, the breakthrough you have given, oh God, we receive it in the name of Jesus. Oh, we receive it. The wisdom, God, you've already apportioned for us. We receive it in the name of Jesus. Oh, there may be giants in the land we are entering into, but there is a preceding word from God. I have given you this land. Are you hearing me? Giants are occupying, but God has spoken a word. I have given you this land. I want to say it again. There are giants in the land, but there is a preceding word that is saying, I have already given you this. I'm saying because somebody needs to believe it. Somebody needs to believe it. God is saying, I have already given this to you. Now go and possess. 
Are you hearing me? I have already given you this job. Therefore, now go and get it. Go and take it. I've already given you this business. Go and run the plan out so that the men, men can see what I've already said is going to be coming your way. Just go and get it. Or can I just say what the what they say in that night commercial? Just go and do it. It's already been given. That book you were supposed to write, the title has already been given. The first people that are supposed to read your book have already been set and God is saying just go and do it it's already been done it's in your hands all God is waiting for is for you to walk in obedience remember I said at the beginning without faith it is what impossible to please God without faith it is impossible to please God God wants you to be pleasing to walk in faith so that you can manifest what he has already given you therefore God oh I can take up an offering for myself right here in the name of Jesus because of the revelation that God is giving into my spirit. For you to understand that God says without faith, it is impossible to please him. And he says, you must have faith. And he says, faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Therefore, God has given your word so you can build enough faith to go and possess what is already given you. Oh, God, I thank you for the measure of faith that you are placed in us to be able to go forth without fear to possess what you've already given us. Somebody say hallelujah. Sometimes people around you are going to be questioning your sense. Why are you approaching a door that is fortified? Oh, can I go a little bit deeper? My spirit is moving. My spirit is churning in me just to let somebody know. Listen, Jericho is fortified. It is a strong city. If you were a man skilled in war, why would you go to Jericho first? Why can't you go to I so you can go and deal with a smaller place? Why Why go to Jericho? first and God says I've already given Jericho into your hands I want to say it again I want to say it again I have already given Jericho into your hands and you are saying did God say that go and ask Rahab when she was speaking to the spies we know that your God has already given you this land hmm. oh I've already given you this land. Now go and fight for it. I've already given you this salvation. Go forth and receive it. I've already given you the victory in the battle that you are about to go into. Go in and receive the victory. Go in and walk in the victory. Go in and get the spoil. Go in because I have already given it to you. I have already given it to you. That is where now the test of faith is. Do you believe God? Do you trust God? Do you take him at his word when he says, I have given you, yet there are giants in the land. I have given you, yet they are fortifying their cities. I've given you, yet they are organizing to lay siege against you. But God is saying, be like David. Don't run away from the giant, but run towards the giant because I have already given him into your hands. 
And most of you will be like, oh, why do you use David? David did not know that he was going to kill Goliath, but God has already anointed David to be king, to sit on the throne when Saul is gone. So how was David going to die? If David died before his time, that means God would have been a liar. If I remember my scripture correctly, God is not a man that he should lie. Nor is he a son of man that he should repent. His promises are yes and amen. So it's already done. God is saying, I have already given it into your hands. It's yours. Go possess it. It's yours. Go take it. It's yours. Go take it. The favor of God is upon you. Go and walk in that house that you want to buy. God has already given it to you. Write that business proposal because God has already given you the business. Somebody say, hallelujah. It is yours. Go by faith and do what God has said you must do. I'm telling you, there's a bubbling of faith right now as we are praying tonight. There's faith. Somebody's going to do something that they've been push postponing. You've been pushing it back and back and back and back because you are afraid. But God is saying, I have already given it into your hands. I feel that is my assignment tonight just to let you know that what you are believing God for, God has given you authority. He has authorized you. He has given you permission to go get it. To go and get it. He has already given. It's yours. Go and possess it. Just go. Just go. Just go. Listen. I, I love the story that is found in the book of Exodus. I, I love the story. I, I will never forget the story for as long as I live. For as long as I live. The Egyptians are coming after Egypt, are coming after the Jews. Before the Jews is the Red Sea. They are in the wilderness. They are on the floor. They are crying. God shows up and says to Moses, Tell them, get up, stop crying, go forward. But God, where do we go? Because if we go forward, we're going to drown. But God is saying, I spoke to my friend Abraham. And I told him, I will bring his posterity and give them this land as their inheritance. So the Red Sea cannot withstand God. The Red Sea cannot declare God to be a liar if he had failed and allowed them to drown in the Red Sea. All they had to do, said Moses, take out your rod and point towards the sea. Get up. Don't cry. Go forward. Because it is in that moving forward that the miracle breaks out. It is that going forward, we call it taking a step of faith. It is a movement. 
towards the obstacle, that movement towards Goliath, that movement towards the Red Sea, that movement towards the Amalekites is where the breakthrough is going to be, Gideon. As you do so, as you do so, as you do so, that's where it is. Somebody say, Gideon is the Midian, is actually Joshua is Amalekite. You just have to go. Go forward. Listen, the only way that you fail in life is if you've never tried. That's the only way you fail in life. And God is saying, I've given this to you. Go and take it. It's yours. Go and take it. I have delivered them into your hands. God, you have delivered them into my hands. Why should I go and fight? In the realm of the spirit, it is already done. And God is looking for somebody to finish it in the earth. It's already done. It's set. It's your portion. Go forth. Receive it. Go forth. Act it out. Go forth and do what God has said you are going to do. Oh, I thank God for the greatness that is found in him. I thank God for the greatness that is found in him. I thank God for the greatness that is found in him. Oh, hallelujah. Listen, when we are weak, he is strong. When we are poor, he will call, cause us to be rich. When we are not wise, he will give us wisdom. How great is our God. How great is our God. There's another verse. I don't really have the scripture reference in my head here, but I know the verse. It says, those who were weak amongst them were as strong as the house of David. Among the children of Israel, the weakest of them were as strong, were like the house of David. In your weakness, his strength is made perfect. So when he says, go and take it, he knows he has already made a way. In the realm of the spirit, it is settled. Let me give you this and I'll quit. I, I, I'm just so excited. I'm just so excited about what I see. About what I see. But what I see, you see, you have to understand that God was methodically dismantling the gods of Egypt through the ten plagues, methodically bringing shame by exposing them, shame by destroying them. So when Pharaoh when his armies were pursuing Israel, their gods could not protect them because their gods had already been judged. In the spirit, the victory had already been done. It had already been won. Now Egypt was going to experience the reality of it because they were going to be defeated by the Jews. But the victory was not won 
by the Jews fighting. They fought their battle in the dimension of obedience. So when God says, go and possess it, walk in obedience according to that instruction and obedience, or the scripture says, if you love me, you will obey my commands. This is scripture. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, nor has it entered into the hearts of men what God has laid out for those who love him. Another scripture says, the eyes of the Lord are going to and fro in the earth, looking for those whose hearts are loyal towards him, that he might show himself mighty on their behalf. Sometimes God will say, if you walk in obedience and you trust me, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. Obey. Other scripture says, obedience is better than sacrifice. Walk in light of the word that God has spoken. Victory is already at hand. God is just waiting for you to walk out the obedience so you can have what you are believing God for. Your breakthrough has already been sanctioned. It's already been given to you. Here's the thing, you have to understand this free of charge. The word authority, authority, when this speaks about power, 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 it comes in two forms. One, you have been given authority, legal right to do. One, you've been given the legal right to possess. Two, you've been given the physical strength to go and do. Because here's the thing, you may have the legal right to do something, but you don't have the strength to do it. The other side, you may have the strength to do it, but you don't have the legal right to do it. And God is saying, I'm giving you the strength, which is the physicality, and I'm giving you the law, the authority, to go and possess. All you have to do is have faith in God that He has given you the right legally. He has given you the ability physically to be able to go and possess what He has already given you. I find it fascinating. This is just me, Pastor Perkins, thinking out loud, all the scriptures connecting at this moment. Remember, Caleb. Anybody remember Caleb? Caleb. Joshua and Caleb were the only ones. But you have to remember that Caleb was of the tribe of Judah. Caleb was of the tribe of Judah. And there is a place that God has said to the children of Israel, 
there is a place I have chosen to put my name. Anybody hear me? There is a place I have chosen to put my name. When you find that place, you will bring your offerings and your sacrifice and you eat it there in the presence of the Lord. Caleb had the anointing to take over mountains. Anybody hear me? It says to Joshua, give me my mountain. There was a great, 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 great son who was going to be born years to come. And that young man was called David. David had to have the anointing to take over the mountain of the Jebusites. Because that's the place where God had chosen to put his name. The mountain of Jabez, the, mount, the mountain of the Jebusites, was where the city of David was built. That is where you have the threshing floor of Arauna. Just Bible study, go do that. I say to you, every anointing that is in your bloodline, that is required for this season, may it flow through you in the name of Jesus. Great, 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 great daddy Caleb asked for a mountain. He got his mountain. So will I, the mountain of the Jebusites. So will I. Because it was already done. It was already done. Listen. In conclusion, for this moment anyway, David said on the threshing floor of Arauna, said, I will not offer unto the Lord something which does not cost me anything. I'm saying to you, your sacrifice is going to cost you something. The least you can sacrifice is obedience. God, not my will, but your will. Not my way, but your way. Because you know the protocol that it has to be initiated for that which has already been done in the spirit to be done in the earth through me. You know the process, the procedure, the rules, the regulations, the ordinances gathering or covering this process for that which you have done in the Spirit to be done in the earth. So as we are praying tonight, we are saying, God, we want to be the agency that brings in the realm of our natural realm that which you have already done in the Spirit. The salvation you have said is our portion. We pull it down from the realm of the Spirit into our realm. Manifestation. Breakthrough. Deliverance. Salvation. Elevation. Promotion. 
progress our portion like Jabez, the enlargement of our territory, like Gideon, the discovery of our destiny, like Deborah, the elevation into governmental authority. Father, that which you ordained before the foundations of the world, we come into alignment now, let it flow into our lives, calling us from a low place, setting us higher. That's what you ordained. May it be so in this realm. Men and women of high regard and high reputation, yet humble before God, let it manifest in the earth. David said, I've been young, now I'm old. I've never seen the righteous forsaken, nor their seed beg for bread. God, in the realm of the Spirit, the righteous will never be forsaken. Their seed will never beg for bread. We pull that revelation into our lives. We declare we will not suffer lack for anything because our God is our provider. And when God blesses, he, do, he does it above and beyond our expectation. From that above and beyond, our children will possess the overflow because God, you are the God of more than enough. You are the one who does exceedingly, abundantly, above all we could ever ask or think. Let it be so in the name of Jesus. I thank you. I give you praise. Like, I, like Abigail, God, great things coming our way. Like Elizabeth, barrenness being broken. Like Mary, a new thing coming through us. Like John, a voice crying in the wilderness away from those who are skilled in religiosity. God, because he is in divine alignment with your will, the Messiah is coming. They waited for the 400 years of silence and a man dressed in camel's hair, eating locusts and wild honey, began to declare the great things that are going to take place. I thank you, God, that there is an Ezekiel on this line with that anointing to bring breath to dry bones and raise up a mighty army. I thank you in the name of of Jesus, but it is because of you that even out of Nazareth a great thing will come out. For many exclaimed, Shall any good thing come out of Nazareth? Yes, it will, because God has willed it. Mary and Joseph were in alignment, and the Messiah was born for the praise and the glory of our Father in heaven. Father, now I thank you. Because you spoke in the 24th chapter of the book of Psalm, lift up your heads, all ye gates, be ye lifted, all ye ancient doors. Oh, be open, be lifted, be open. Father, I thank you that you said you will visit our bloodline, you will visit our family. In the spirit, it was forever settled, established. Now, God, we lift up the gates, we open up, oh God, the doors that the King of glory may come in. 
The King of glory is coming into our bloodline. The King of glory is coming into our family. Our wayward sons are coming back home like the prodigals. I thank you in the name of Jesus. I feel something moving in the spirit that even those whose life is going on a different direction that is contrary to what God willed for their lives, God today will speak over them a divine encounter, a divine meeting at Jacob's well. At Jacob's well, where they are not going to drink waters that will cause them to be thirst again, but they are going to drink waters that will cause them to be never thirst again. That, oh God, they are going to draw from the well of salvation with joy, and they will declare all the great things that God has done, being moved from being one of ill reputation to be the one who saved and brought salvation to all the men of the city. Somebody say, hallelujah. Can I just give you one Bible lesson day before I finish tonight? Listen this. Listen to this now. Remember in the Old Testament, oh God, I feel it. I feel it in my spirit that somebody is receiving a revelation. Somebody is going to wrestle with God until understanding comes to their mind. Remember that Jacob had his sons, but he had a daughter. And the prince of Shechem raped their daughter, raped his daughter. Anybody remember? raped his daughter. The brothers were incensed, even though Jacob had went into an agreement with Shechem's father. Jacob had an agreement, but the brothers were distraught. The brothers went to the men of Shechem, asked for them to be circumcised if they are going to get their sister as his wife. Asked them to be circumcised. Whilst they were in their hearts recovering, they came and killed them. The men of Shechem died because of a woman. But there was a wrong that was done by the children of Jacob that somebody had to go back and make amends. Jesus said in his day, I need to go to the well. I need to go to Samaria because there is something that I need to do in Samaria. I need to go to Samaria. Jesus went, stood by the well of Jacob and the daughter of Samaria, anybody hear me? A daughter of Samaria came to draw water. They had their conversation. She perceived he was a prophet. Then she finally realized this is the Messiah, the one that we have been hearing about. Then she left all her water drawing apparatus, went into the city. And the scripture is careful, John 4, the scripture is careful to let you know that she went and called the man and told them, come and see the man who has told me everything. The man of Shechem was saved because of a woman. God completed the deed, reversed that which was done by the children of Jacob in that day because now the men of Shechem did not die. Why are you saying Shechem Perkins? Because in, later on in the day, Shechem was called Samaria. And I'm saying to somebody here tonight, there are things, loose ends, that are coming from your past that God, is about to tie up and those things will never trip you again in the name of Jesus. For the praise and the glory of our Father in heaven.
And I say to this, I thank God that he sent his son, not just to die on the cross, but to come by the way of Samaria for men to be redeemed, that the wrong that was done by Jacob's sons may be made right, and the devil will have no occasion. He will have no legal right as to why that curse must flow in the bloodline because Jesus came to pay the debt in full. Amen, amen, amen. And can I, can I, can I, just, can I just tell somebody right here? And I'm done, I promise you, I'm done. I'm done. When you leave this prayer line, I need you to understand this. I need you to understand this. You were bought by the blood of Jesus. He did not, he did not put you on credit. He paid for you full price. That's number one. Number two, he did not put you on layaway before he bought you. He bought you in full. He is not making monthly payments or monthly installments for your salvation. It's fully paid for. The debt you owed, he paid even though he had no debt. It was for your salvation. So listen, listen, listen. I'm saying all this to bring you to this moment of understanding, this point of understanding. Because if you buy your car on credit, making monthly payments, you do not have the title. There is a lien holder who has the title. And they can raise up the requirements of their debt at any moment because they own the title deed. They have a lien. They have a lien. So as long as the person who has the lien is against you, you are in trouble. But, but, if the person who owes the debt, mm, God help me, Jesus. If the person who owes the debt does not know that the debt has been fully paid for, he will still be making monthly payments, being scared of a repossession or being scared of the lien being raised against him. My people are destroyed. My people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Can I just tell somebody this question that I'm going to be asking you? Why are you still paying a debt that has already been fully paid for by the blood of Jesus? Listen, the debt that you owed because of your sin has been fully paid for. Sin, sin is no longer your master. Yeshua is your master. You are no longer a born servant to sin. You are a born servant to Christ. Tonight my prayer is that you walk in the revelation of that word. He whom the Son has set free, is free indeed. Fully paid for by the blood of the Lamb.
when you wake up in the morning, when you wake up in the morning, may this be your confession. No leans against my life. No leans against my joy. No lean against my peace. No lean against my strength. No lean against my hope. Why? Because that not, that not has been fully paid for by the blood of the Lamb. Lord, thank you for your goodness, your kindness, your love, and your patience towards us. You have done great things for us, and for that, O oh God, we rejoice. In the name of the author and the finisher of our faith, the high priest of our confession, the captain of our salvation, the kinsman, redeemer himself, Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Yeshua HaMashiach, we have prayed. Amen, amen, and amen.